0: Hello and welcome to the Healthcare Leadership Excellence Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Piester. I'm an executive coach and a strong advocate of superior leadership. On this podcast, we explore the essence of leadership through interviews and dialogue and provide you with tangible steps you can take to improve your leadership performance. As a best-selling author John Maxwell says, leadership is about one life influencing another. The stories, experiences, and wisdom you hear throughout each episode will inspire you to step up, lead, and influence those around you. It's great to have you with us today on this episode of the Healthcare Leadership Excellence Podcast. I was in a training the other day, three-hour training on leadership, and whenever I'm in a situation like that, I'm taking notes like crazy so that I can pass what I learned along to you. I'm hoping that these episodes, as you listen, add to your database of leadership that you can draw on. I guess I'd label the information today as focusing on agent or object. And right now in our society, many people feel like they're objects. They're objects that are acted upon and they have little control on their environment. Feelings such as, the pandemic, the financial downturns, the bank collapses, international conflict, mass shootings. These, our current upcoming generation, which is called Generation Z, they were born right around the attack on the towers in New York on September eleventh, two 2001. And they do not have a lot of evidence, as they would choose to see it, That life is anything other than chaotic. And so when people are in chaos, they generally do not strike out on their own. They go into retraction mode, whatever that might mean to them individually. But they don't go into agent mode. And agent mode is controlling a situation. Not in a bad way of control, but in taking charge of the variables so that things turn out in a better direction. So i just like you to think as you react to situations and as you help others react to their situations, if you can teach them what object behavior is and what agent behavior is. Now let me give a couple of descriptions about what object behavior is. And I'm, I don't want to sound like a technophobe here, but when you're scrolling throughout your day on TikTok or Instagram, you're going to become an agent. Those that have devised these platforms openly admit that they have designed the algorithms to capture the attention and capture the mind. And so if your people don't know that, they can spend a lot of time on a platform that is making their whole psychology into more of an object of where they're acted upon. They see things on their screens. They see notices. And again, not the technophobe here. I have many apps on my phone. I'm checking my phone on a regular basis. I use it. However, I use it judiciously. And there's evidence out there that some people are on their screens four to five hours a day doing non-productive activities. Again, this is not an anti-platform social media broadcast at all. However, there is a psychological hit on people that do that a lot, and it affects their psychology. And so as a leader, first you have to ask the question, where am I on the agent or object? Do I see myself as a person who can lead and direct others? Do I make my own decisions? What? influences do I allow to affect my decisions? Those are questions that I think need to be asked. And the more focused and honest we are on those answers, that can change some behavior on our end that makes us better leaders. So, just consider that, agent or object. Now, one of the key things about being an agent is observation. There is a quote that mentions being quick to observe. And I love that comment. Quick to observe. I go to one of my favorite statements. Uh, It comes from uh, the book. Oh, I'm looking at it on my shelf here. Uh, The Creator's Code by uh, Amy Wilkinson, where she describes what is used in Top Gun Fighter School as the OODA loop. Observe, orient, decide, and act. That is one of my favorite leadership acronyms. And think about it as you consider if you're an agent or an object. Objects don't observe. They're observed, but they don't observe. Uh, They're rather inert. Whatever comes at them, they deal with. An agent is constantly looking around them, gathering information, not in a paranoid way, but in a curious way, the curious mind, the beginner's mind. Uh, Liz Wiseman in her book um, that talks about influencers, I think that's the title of it, um, or better said, Rookie Smarts by Liz Wiseman. She talks about the Buddhist philosophy of beginner's mind. She also uses the phrase that the worst enemy of learning is knowing. So, just think about that in regards to being an agent. How curious are you when you walk into this, a situation? What are you observing? And how do those observations allow you to orient yourself better as a leader? And how do those orientations affect your decisions? And how do those decisions affect your actions? I'm just starting an article by from the McKinsey Leadership Platform that talks about smart decision making and how vital that is. I once interviewed a hospital CEO and I was here. He was a superstar in his organization and I asked him how he solved problems, how he made decisions and he looked at me and he said, Carl, one of the very first things I do is make sure I'm solving the right problem. So many times people sit down, they hear a problem, and they dive right in. And unfortunately, the pool they dive into is at about two feet depth, and they run into the bottom really fast because they have not observed well. They haven't dug down to see if they're really solving the right problem. So again, a lot of material here on agent or object. Do you observe in order to know the problem so that you can affect the problem instead of having the problem affect you? Um, I'm in a lot of training meetings that I participate in and that I also direct, and many times I'm talking in nursing units, and they're leadership discussions, and they're fascinating, and some Some of these have just been career highlights as I'm able to see these marvelous, dedicated people decide that they are going to be leaders. So one of the key obstacles that they have to overcome is many times they see leadership uh, as administration. And whenever a conflict comes up, it's they. They need to work on it. They need to resolve this problem. It's just in a meeting two days ago. And I heard this, well, when it gets to a certain point, they have to solve it. And they were the two nurse managers. And what I learned in this talk the other day, and I was fascinated by um, what he mentioned, is there is no they in a successful organization. In a successful organization, it is us. And he talked about a situation where a person flew down to South America to do some work and he had a position of responsibility and he saw a problem, defined the problem, but he didn't think he was in a position to solve it. So he flew back to headquarters and sat down with the board and described the problem and they said, well, what did you do about it? And he said, well, I think they need to make these, these, and these these changes. And the board looked at him and said, no, you're in charge of those changes. And the next day, he was back on the plane back to South America to make those changes. So think about this in the context of agents and objects. And how are your people in the aspect of they or us? I challenge you just to take a week or so. And listen to your people talk. And listen to your people talk about their situations that are concerning. And when you hear that nasty four-letter word of they need to, or they are responsible, or they're at fault. In a kind and strong leadership way, help them see the us. Because they immediately makes them an object they're they're powerless until they move on the situation us can't do anything i know that's lousy grammar but you get the point so how can you as a leader think about this for a moment how can you as a leader help your people get into us mode and this is where we talk about empowering people and that is in my view the Abs- one of the absolute leverage points of great leadership. How can you teach your people to leverage their talents so that they're in a position to be the us, the we, that solve the problems? I was in a training with nurses in a PACU uh, several years ago, and. One of the nurses, and I just wish I could have stood up and given her a standing ovation. They were up against a really difficult problem within the unit. This was pre-pandemic. And there were some, they comments going on. And this nurse, a younger nurse, I don't think she had more than five years in the field, but she was a fireball. And I remember her looking around and saying, in five years, we're going to read an article on how someone solved this very problem. I want that article to be written by us. And I just thought, oh, can I clone this lady? What a spectacular thing to say! And she was dead serious. She wasn't. She wasn't trying to make an impression. Uh, she was talking to some very senior nurses who had kind of gone into a little too much of the they mode. What can we do? We're just kind of victim mentality. But this younger nurse hit it out of the ballpark. I want that to be us. So just take a couple of moments to reflect here. Where can I help my people be take on the us instead of the they? Teaching them to fix it while they are there. And that they have the power to do so. And one thing that fascinates me is um, what some of the high-end hotels, and I know Four Seasons does this. Think about as you go out of your hotel room, as you go out of, say you're on the fourth floor, and you go out there in the morning, and there is housekeeping there. Now, many times you probably would accurately think that housekeeping doesn't have a lot of us involved. They're many times entry-level employees and all they do is clean rooms. And if that's what they think about themselves, that's all they'll do. Nothing wrong with that, but it's not a position of influence unless you happen to be a housekeeper with the Four Seasons. The housekeepers at the Four Seasons have the ability to make good on any employee on any guest complaint up to $500 per incident. Which means if you walk out of your room and you've had a bad ventilator fan that's kept you awake off and on through your night at this $400 a night hotel, that you have the ability to completely go up to that housekeeper and say, when she says, how was your night stay, sir, or ma'am? And you say, well, there is a ventilator fan that kept me awake, so it's not really what I'd expected. That housekeeper can say, ma'am, I am so sorry. Let me give front desk a call and let me just take, let me give you 50% off your room. Or whatever she feels or he feels would be the best to make you satisfied with your stay. That makes them an agent, not an object. I'm just cleaning rooms. No, I run my floor. And no guest walks off my floor and walks by me without me absolutely knowing that they've had a good night. I take pride in my floor. I love that. I absolutely love that in regards to great leadership, because you've empowered your people to be an agent and not an object. Another item that this speaker brought up in this leadership training was helping people establish a bigger vision of themselves and of what they do, and we talked a little about that with the Housekeepers at the Four Seasons. However, and this gets into a favorite theme of mine. You've heard me talk about this before. You can't lead unless you're learning. Unless you yourself are expanding your vision, you cannot expand the vision of others. So as leaders, you've heard me write, you've read some of the writings that I put out over the last three years. You've definitely heard me talk about this in other podcast episodes. But please have a learning plan. Be reading a couple of books a month. Get on leadership feeds from McKinsey, from Kellogg School of Management, from Harvard Business Review. Educate yourself on an ongoing basis. There's no way that you will ever be an object if you're regularly learning. It almost automatically makes you an agent because you become enthused about what you're learning and enthused people. Do not let the environment affect them. And as you're helping people become agents and not think of themselves as objects, I I was talking to a nurse manager the other day and she had this marvelous phrase that she loves people who are hungry, humble, and awesome. People that are told that they're awesome, not in a blowing smoke, make them manipulative sort of way. But your people that you lead are some pretty impressive folks. And they need to hear that from you. They need to hear that someone believes in them. Now, you might think, Carl, Carl, I'm just not that type. I mean, I don't need that myself. And I kind of cringe. Let me tell you a story about this. Um, I was in a training several years ago, and it was a horseshoe situation there. I was sitting at one end of the tables and uh, there was people around the table. It was a horseshoe shape. And immediately opposite me down the line on the other end of the tables was this one woman that as I talked throughout the morning, her whole semblance got worse and worse. She was not a happy camper with what I was saying. And what I was telling these leaders was, you need to let your people know when it's merited that they're appreciated and that they're part of a bigger picture. And on the break, Dan was the person running the um, presentation, and I said, Dan, I don't think I'm connecting well with that lady. He said, no, you're really not. And I said, well, what am I saying? And he says, she's really uncomfortable. Uh, with the whole thing of praise. Last year, we gave her employee of the month and she took a two-week leave of absence because she was so upset with the spotlight on her. So, different strokes for different folks. Um, I've always remembered that story that this poor woman just did not connect with the aspect of praise. So, sometimes you have to be a little careful there, I guess. But overall, people do like being that they're doing great things. Again, to recap, agents, not objects. And if you want to really help people become an agent, incorporate in their thinking the fact of them versus us. There is no ze- them in an agent mentality. It is always us. What can we do? And learning being great learners. Learner, being a learner breeds enthusiasm and enthusiasm, not in a Pollyanna's cheerleader way, but in a I know we can do this and I want you to join me type of thinking. And then the last thing I learned in this presentation a couple of weeks back is the power of just getting over yourself. Many times when we have leadership concerns, The trouble is we have personal concerns before we have leadership concerns. I'm all about boundaries. I'm all about taking care of ourselves. We have to if we're going to lead others first. But be very careful if you're stuck on a leadership situation to be able to look and say, no, this is really because I'm not focusing on those I serve. So as one very wise person said, leadership is not... A cloak of comfort it is a robe of responsibility i've said that before and it's very apropos today so that concludes our leadership lessons for today i hope they were as beneficial and impressive to you as they were for me and just appreciate you being with us thank you for your time today thank you for listening to today's episode we hope that you found it valuable for the work that you do if you did please do us a favor of leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback is vital in helping us enhance our content and reach more listeners like you. Furthermore, if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please share the link with them. And if you have any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on LinkedIn or through our website at coachinggroupinc.com. Thank you again for listening. Until we meet again, Keep learning and leading with excellence.